going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Pick and Pop Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'm alongside Aldrin. And today's episode is called Drama in Beantown. How was your week? Pretty good, man. Um, did some work party function yesterday. Um, it was pretty good. Food wasn't that great, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was alright. It was alright. That's dope. How was man. Vegas? Uh, it was lit, man. It was nice out there. 95 every day. Uh, it was a lot going on that week, too, because yeah. the Vegas Aces, the WNBA team, they won a championship, so they had their um, parade over oh, there. Oh, wow. Congratulations to the Las Las Vegas Aces. Yeah. Kelsey Plum was getting a lot of um, love on social media. Yeah, she was hyped. Um, Asia got MVP. Yep. Um. And that great, that great girl. She got a uh, finals MVP. Yeah. So salute to them. Salute to um, them. Had that, and then yeah, it was just a nice week, just hanging out on the strip and going to bars and stuff. So. Oh, shout out to Becky Hammond too, because she's an NBA yeah. prospect, and she, uh, she came a long way yeah, under she, Pop. She was an assistant for the Spurs, yeah, and she finally got her first head coaching gig in the WNBA and won a championship for her first year. Yeah. Really. She, yeah, so that's you know that's amazing. That's so big time. Shout out to her. Hopefully one day she'll get. I mean, I'm sure she loves coaching the Aces, but hopefully one day she gets a chance to coach in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to see that. I mean, the way the world's moving right now, it's things like that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, not you at know? all. I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. Uh, speaking of head coaching situations, we got. Uh, Ime Udoka got himself into some trouble <laughs> yeah. in Boston. So uh, apparently, you know, he it was found out that he had a consensual relationship. Well, it was reported at first he had a consensual relationship with a female staffer uh, that worked for the Celtics. It turns out that she's a married woman and she actually um, is married to personnel with the Celtics team. But then we got some more details and apparently uh, there were some unwanted comments made to the woman by Ime Doka. So at first this relationship was consensual. And, you know, there's still some more details that I'm sure will come out eventually. But, oh, yeah. You know, apparently he was making out some unwanted comments to her. And then the relationship was found out due to um, the female staffer's husband, who also works for the Celtics, overheard a private conversation between his wife and Yudoka uh, on his home doorbell camera and, you know, brought this to the Celtics organization's attention. And, you know, that's what started the investigation. And, you know, the the affair happened back in July. So, like, what do you think of all this that went on? Um, it's unfortunate because he, he has such a bright, like, future. Yeah. And I don't know... I I kind of I don't even know what's gonna happen, and I don't know what's gonna be said, but you know that things. This is a drama. This is a drama. Uh, social media is drama, and you know things are gonna come out. I feel. I wish the Celtics handled the situation a little bit better, because I feel like stuff like this happens on a regular basis, and other teams and other organizations are able to keep it on the hush hush. Right. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sure he's not the only guy doing this or girl right. doing this. Right. There's some really really bad stuff going on at work, and this is why like sometimes jobs have you sign um, paperwork. And I I heard they're gonna start doing that even more now. Yeah. They make you sign paperwork. It's like no fraternizing with um 
yeah, the staff co-workers, yeah, yeah with co-workers and a lot of like big jobs are starting to do that yeah it's crazy because he actually got a year-long suspension uh, yeah that's said, really bad yeah for violating team policies and yeah guys who are actually sticking up for Ime uh, at first like matt barnes and then i guess matt barnes is privy to some information that we're not and he ended up uh, just retracting his statement and you know apologizing so it sounds like it's much worse than we even know yeah there's a lot going on and it's kind of one of those things we can't really speculate too too much yeah but um right now the way the situation looks it's pretty ugly in my opinion yeah yeah it's a bad situation it's because the last thing you would want for you know him is to you know be going through what mark jackson's going through where he's just like pretty much banned from the league like blacklisted not gonna get another job yeah hopefully that doesn't happen to him um but nothing would it wouldn't surprise i'm sure it wouldn't surprise you either if he did get blackballed um they're saying teams would line up for him but they said that about mark jackson too right and remember yeah they They were like oh many team would want him and it was true teams did want him and then what happened i think the owners got together and were like no we don't want this yeah yeah in our organization he got blackballed and you know i could definitely see this happening to uh, email because you know the whole thing with apparently he was you know having doing some things with these girls at the celtics you know um like premises yeah and just every day we're just getting more and more leaks and news so and then obviously i feel bad for the all the females who work for the celtics as people are posting what is like three females i think there's a few of them i'm not sure the exact amount but people have been posting their pictures online which is bad and all these girls are married so they don't want you know obviously anything to do with this because some of them genuinely just weren't even responsible for this or involved in this that's bad and now we gotta pick we gotta figure out who which girl right right so this goes back to the point you were making where the Celtics just kind of just should have kept this in-house they should have kept this in-house so he violated uh contracts with the Celtics is that what they said um team team policy so I'm pretty sure he signed a paper that said he's not supposed to fraternize yeah just Um, be Especially for him, me being engaged in these women, especially being married, and then when it gets to the point where he's making unwanted comments and going to female coworkers' homes, and yeah, that's knowing too much. that they're married with you know other people in the organization, and it's not right, and that just puts a black eye on on you know his career because um, he's been waiting for this opportunity for ages, just being under Popovich, and he did a great job bringing the Celtics to the finals. Yeah. Cause they want they they were like down bad, and then he came there and he just turned them around. Yeah, because they had a slow start, but then like they ended the season, I think twenty eight and seven, and then they obviously went to the finals uh, within his first season, which is yeah. you know an amazing job. Uh, and they responded to him like they never responded to uh, Brad Stevens. You know, exactly. they, they played hard for him, and you know he was able to get the best out of those guys, like. Tatum and Brown just really had like breakout years. Um, you know, the Celtics, Mar- uh, Marcus Smart really had a breakout year. And, uh, you know, Robert Williams was playing well. The whole team, Grant Williams. So, you know, it's a shame to see he's going to be replaced by their um, their assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Joe Muzella. Um, so he was originally part of Brad Stevens' staff and, you know, yeah. he got retained. 
on Udoka's staff. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a situation where uh, he just gets replaced by his guy and the guy just takes his job because there's been rumors that the Celtics might get rid of him. Or yeah. and there's also rumors that he may step down. So we don't know what's going to happen yet. Would you be surprised if he steps down? I wouldn't be surprised. I could see them telling him, like, you know, we're not going to move on with you, but to help you save face, we can, you know, you can step down. Yeah. I could definitely see that, you know, being a political thing. That could happen. So I'm reading something. I was reading something earlier, and it says, according to well-placed sources, even after the affair was discovered by the Celtics, the female staffer continued to work with Nia Long, which is Ime's um, fiance of 10 years. Um, and you guys may know her on Fresh Prince. On her move to Boston, Nia did not learn about the affair until the disciplinary action by the franchise was made public. This is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I do not, um, if Ime still stays there, I do not see this working. Um, I, I think it's going to be a long, a long road before Ime is back in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least a season that minimum. that season. Yeah, and, and it could it could affect the Celtics because. Yeah, how, how do you think it's going to affect the Celtics? Um, I don't really know the uh, anything about the assistant. Sometimes, um, like when Ime was Pop's assistant, when Pop wasn't there, and Ime was kind of like taking over. You saw that nothing really changed with the the like the, play the Spurs, play, yeah. But I don't really know how the Celtics feel about the um the, the assistant, yeah. You know, yeah. and I know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown wanted a black coach. Yep, you know. Uh, they they wanted that they, that those were like the remember when they were like when they were searching for a coach yeah they wanted somebody that was younger that can kind of like relate, relate to, to them and that's what they did they, yeah. that's exactly what they did yeah so it'd be interesting to see I think I wouldn't be surprised if they had a slow start again um, yeah. obviously they're getting used to a new coach the drama that's going on within the organization uh, and also people forgot the Jalen Brown who was tossed in the trade rumors. Mm-hmm. So I could easily see them. I mean, I think they're still a playoff team, but I could easily see them taking a step back with everything that's going on this year. If they're, let's say they're not where they're supposed to be. Let's say they're like six seed and it's like late in the season. I could see them making a big move at trade deadline and it's going to involve Jalen Brown. Yeah, he's the the trading block. They're not going to get rid of Tatum. They're not getting rid of Tatum. Exactly. You know, they've had years to get rid of Smart, and they never did, so... Yeah, he's. I, I think he's stuck there. Yeah, so I think I could easily see Jalen Brown. I don't know who they would move him for, because um, there's not really another... I mean, you never know. Every year, some guy asks for a trade, so you, you don't know who it's going to be. You Maybe never know. Maybe Dame this year. Yeah. Uh, you never know, but I could easily see, um, you know, them going out and getting another star, and they're going to use Brown's name in there, because they already tossed him around for... For Durant, mm-hmm. um, so it'd be interesting to see. But I could see them having another slow start. Um, you know, maybe them just not gelling with the new coach because, like I said, we don't know anything about this coach. We don't know how he's going to coach the team. Is is the team going to be playing the same way they play with Yudoka because they're really a defensive minded team? Yeah. So I don't know if he's just going to keep the same principles, the same plays, or if he's going to want to make his own imprint because this is his opportunity to really like get a head coaching job even Mm -hmm. with the celtics or another team yeah so it's a big opportunity for him um and he's actually really young from what they say he's only he's 34 he's he's younger than um ime no no uh, well yeah but he's one of the players um 
Al Horford. Yeah. He's younger than Al Horford. So it'd be interesting to see if he's going to be able to command that respect in the locker room. Yeah, it's it's one of those things we just got to wait and see. But um, the situation's ugly. I think Boston fans are going to make it even worse. Like the ch- the chanting and all that stuff. It can kind of it, it may distract the players. Yeah, it could be a huge distraction distraction for the players this year. And I could we see the press axing the players about. Oh E-Man, yeah, so that's gonna mess them up too. I think training camp starts tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, for most I believe. teams. So I could definitely see them. That's gonna be front and center. <laughs> yeah, all the players are gonna be questioned about that, and that's gonna be really tough on them hanging over their head. But sometimes. Um, situations like these, you never know. Teens can kind of rally behind that, like us against the world. Yeah, they, it can make them even better. Maybe they want to win for um, Ime Yudoka. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see because the East is really stacked this year. So they don't really have time to mess around and start slow. Yeah, and it was um, it was one of the um, so it was uncovered by the 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 sta- the female staffer's husband. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. And he overheard the conversation. So this is bad. Mm-hmm. And Udoka is it's not looking good for him. Hopefully he can um, you know, make it past this and hopefully nothing else crazy comes out, but I just I doubt it. The way people are talking and everyone's kind of retracting their statements. Social and, media is a brutal place. <laughs> yeah, so they they know more than what we know now. They just can't speak on it until you know it leaks out. But um, you know, I guess we'll we'll see how that goes. Did you see all the memes about that? The uh, memes are crazy oh, yeah, yeah, about Ime right were, now. Yeah, the, me- the memes are insane. They're insane. I was rolling. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a it's a it's gonna be a wide it's gonna be a long long road. Yeah, we're going to see. Time will tell where, where things go with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some another team that's having front office, um, you know, drama is the Phoenix Suns. They're first the owner, Robert Sar- uh, Sarver, yeah. was suspended for a year and then received the $10 million fine. Um, but he actually spoke about he's in the process of selling the team as well um after the controversy he was uh, he was calling staffers and and um people in the organization the n-word and then also being a misogynist and just saying things you know on inappropriate comments to females um you know within the organization and you know things of that nature so uh, just poor conduct and inappropriate misogyny. And, yeah. You know, he was passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini to employees and speaking about times his wife performed all sex on him. And, um, oh, God. <laughs> you know, he just, there are people saying like he had long time fostered an environment in which employees felt like they were property. Um, so this is not the first time we're hearing about this dude. No, nah, it's not the first time. It went away like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely been accused of misogyny and, and using the N-word several times. And there was one incident reported that um, he, had, he had said the N-word around one of his staffers, and they told him he couldn't say that. And he said, why not? Draymond Green says it on the court all the time, and no one cares. And, you know, that was upsetting to the staff worker. And, you know, all these things that have been coming out, and players like Chris Paul and Devin Booker are really upset. And Watson is a, a former NBA player, too. Uh, that said that 
Oh yeah, 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 Earl Watson. Yeah, That's Earl right. Watson. I, I forgot it was. Yeah, it was Earl Watson. He's a and he's a black man, you know, and he he like yelled at him and and said you can't say that. So I would love to hear what he has to say about it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more about. Uh, all the stuff, all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, because there was a lot of uproar when he got the suspension. People were saying he should be forced out to sell a team, and because sponsors started dropping out, and you know Adam Silver came out and said that you know he wasn't going to do that. Um, so he just did the suspension, and then I guess just due to public pressure and sponsors just yeah. dropping out, you know, he had to just say he's going to sell a team. Um, so what do you think? Like, is going through the minds of the players right now? Um, I know Chris Paul is gonna. He's not gonna stay quiet, and the whole NBA won't stay quiet. Draymond Green, LeBron James, uh, just to name a few. Um, I was reading something also, and it said that when you remember when Watson was the coach for the Suns, yeah, they said Watson. that Sarver, yeah, they said Sarver hired him because of all the backlash he was getting from before. So this is a this is old news kind of resurfacing. Yeah, it's just and it's bad. And I'm glad that um it looks good that the NBA is actually making stuff happen. Yeah. But it sucks because he could be like he could be an ass and say, "Well, I don't care, I'm going." Right, right. I'm keeping the team even if though I'm losing cuz but he's going to just he has no choice because now he's not going to make money and the players could say they're not going to play. Right, right. What are they going to do? Yeah, it's crazy because this is kind of similar to the Donald Sterling situation in, yeah. in L.A. where, you know, they owned the team for years and just years of him being, a, a you know, a racist and uh, countless employees and staff members just yeah. telling, reciting stories of occasions where he's been racist or misogynist. And it's kind of crazy because Chris Paul was on the Clippers when that was going on and now he's in Phoenix where that's happening. Yeah. It's just insane for you, for an owner to be in a sport that's predominantly black and be racist. Like you're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't like black people or people of color when you're in a sport that's like, predominantly, predominantly black. They said and they said the Suns are ninety five percent black. Yeah. So it's like why would <laughs> that white is half of Devin Booker maybe? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, seriously, it's like what do you like? I don't. I know understand. Devin is pissed. Because I was reading some stuff, and they said Devin Devin Booker has been very vocal about it. Yeah, he's I mean, all about the Black Lives Matter movement, which he should, you know, because it's it's affecting him. Yeah, I think if if Robert Sarver stayed, he probably would ask for a trade or something eventually. Yeah, you know, I could I, see that. Happening. I could see him being the next disgruntled star, depending on how uh phoenix comes out because who knows how this news is going to affect them and because they're going to also when training camp starts face all these questions about robert and sarver just drafted ayton yeah like, <laughs> like what are you doing dude like he's he, i don't know he's just old man stuck in his, his ways i guess you know he, he's from a time where that was just accepted but you know times have changed you got to get with the program yeah and, you know you, you really do um I'm happy, and then I'm sad, obviously, because like it's sad that we're still going through this in 2022. But things are coming to light, and people are getting we're getting our justice, and you got to be happy for that. I think it's moving in a positive direction. Yes, yeah, people. There's um oh, what's the man that owns uh, Amazon? Um, what's his name? 
forgot. I can't wow. really forgot his name. I'm drawing a blank on the guy that Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah. So he's interested in buying the team. So that'll be nice. Some tech companies are interested in buying the Suns and tech tech um, people in the tech world. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes because uh, I've always I've always liked that franchise too. Like, yeah, they're a the, great franchise. From the Barkley days to Phoenix, I mean, um, to Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always really liked that franchise. So you know, hopefully they get like good ownership where you know players are appreciated and respected. Uh, and you know, for coaches like Monty Williams, also a uh, great coach, and you know Chris Paul, like, the guy really deserves to get a ring. And you know Booker, a nice young star, and mm-hmm. um, a nice young player, and Aiden. You know, they're a really nice franchise. So I'd like to see them kind of continue up because they went to the finals two years ago, and then they slipped up last year, getting bounced out in the second round. And so you know, hopefully they don't just continue this downward spiral. Yeah, it's. It's one thing at a time, but I think I think they're gonna get clarity soon. And I I do think that um one of these guys, one of these like guys like um you know Jeff Bezos, there yeah. was somebody else that was interested. Um, I I don't remember who, but I know Jeff Bezos was at top of the list. Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to see. Uh, especially since the preseason is starting very soon. Uh, first game is going to be September 30th. Uh, you got the Wizards and Warriors. They're playing at 6 a.m., so I imagine they're playing in another country because that's an odd time to be playing. But, <laughs> yeah, so preseason is right around the corner, so the, the Suns don't really have a lot of time to kind of, like, you know, think about it. They just got to get in the mode of starting the season. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they got to have this looming around the franchise because they, I know they're trying to focus. And now that they, they have clarity with the Aiden. Remember the Aiden situation was kind yeah. of like drama. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, have clarity. Really drama for a while. That was drama for like the part whole, of yeah, yeah. the summer. Yeah. They got clarity. He's committed. And he seemed happy in a photo shoot. I saw him with the purple jersey and it yeah. looked nice. And yeah. I think he got a new billboard too in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so they got they got rid of that drama. That drama's all settled. Now they're gonna get rid of Crowder, which I think was is gonna be amazing for them because Crowder's trash. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yeah. He's and then lost. now you have the Sarver thing hanging over their head slow. It's kinda like how do you like how do you recover from that? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they look in the because I, I really do think if they continue to slide, I think Booker's gone. Like, yeah, I don't think Chris Paul's gonna get better. Like, nah, let's I think keep it real. Two years ago, when they went to the finals, that was their peak. Like, I don't think they'll get any better than that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, Aiden would have to take a really big step for that to happen. Uh, yeah, because Booker is who he is at this point. Yeah, twenty five, and um, but so what can Aiden do? Aiden would probably have to be if Aiden is twenty and ten. I still don't think it's enough. Nah, he got to be He's like twenty five and ten. Yeah. So both of them got to be averaging like in the twenty fives. Yeah. And then I you, guess that, that makes sense. And then Paul can get his like thirteen a game, thirteen, yeah, and like eight. And call it a day because he's really he needs to be a third option now. He's he's getting up there. At the, and I, I think at trade deadline they got to make some good moves on the bench. Yeah, they they gotta maybe get fifteen for Mikel. Mikel, you gotta get like at least fifteen. Cam Johnson gotta um, do good. Gotta be good. Who else is, is on their roster? Like those guys really gotta show and prove because like they can't just ride Chris Paul's coattails. He's getting too yeah. No, nah, they can't. It's 
it's um it's Chris Paul him. should be the third guy at yeah, this point. Like, come on. He's as old as LeBron, right? Or if not older. He's the same age as LeBron, but LeBron has been playing longer. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, you know, they got Girl Crowder is gonna be gone. Cameron Johnson, Damian Lee. That's good. Got, Crowder gotta go. Yeah, they need a power forward badly. Their bench is suspect. <laughs> yeah. Cameron Payne, like yeah. Campaign didn't do much last year. No, nah, Bismarck Biambo, I can't believe he's still in the league. Uh, uh, Dario Saric, like these guys, yeah. guys, they need to retool that bench. Tory Craig and all that, yeah, they gotta retool that bench. That bench is, is <laughs> cheeks, <laughs> cheeks, and they need to call up um, Jamal Crawford or something. Yeah, they they need, you know, they need some guys who can get some buckets because that that front that's starting their big three can only do so much. None of them are real superstars, to be honest with you. Booker's a star. Aiden could be maybe one day, and Chris Paul is just an all-star just because of his uh, his career. Like you know, um, it's really just at this point, just a, a a career, a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, you know. So we'll we'll see how this how they play this coming year. Um, and then you had the New York Knicks, Leon Rose, who finally did the president of the New York Knicks. Find it an interview, and he discussed this kind of like give a state of the union and the, you know what happened with the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, you know what the, where the Knicks are headed, and you know what if they're going to be potentially doing any more trades. So, um, in terms of like the Donovan Mitchell trade, he said we went through the process, and at the end of the day, we made a decision to stay put, and we're thrilled with where we are. And taking a look at the summer, we feel great about what transpired. So, what do you think about that? Uh, he's lying. Yeah, like, we said it offline. Like cut, like cut it out. We said more, but yeah, like that that off season was horrible. Like they signed Jalen Jalen Brunson, who's his his godson. So, I'm not impressed by you being able to sign your godson. Like if my godson playing the NBA, I'd be able to sign him too. Like <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, you know, the roster is pretty much the same as. You know, I mean, they got rid of Alec Burke and Nerlens Noel and Kemba Walker, which Walker, which definitely was needed, um, but that was only really to free up enough cap space for them to sign Jalen Brunson. They whiffed on the Donovan Mitchell trade, which was that's unacceptable. Um, you know, they were messing. That was around. the worst, right yeah, there. Like that, they were messing around, thinking like they were just competing against themselves, and then Cavs just came up and came out of nowhere and just got them, and they were shocked. You know, and they this is just Leon Rose and the Knicks front office lying to us and trying to make it seem like, oh, we we love our team, our young guys are going to be playing hard. Like, nah, like. Yes, will will RJ and these kids be better because of Jalen Brunson? Yeah, they'll definitely be better for sure having a point guard. Um, but this team is nowhere near competing for a championship. They don't have a star player, and you had a chance to. They're not a free agent destination, so free agents aren't going to come there and sign during free agency. You I have, feel like our presentation ruins ruins uh, free agents from coming. The way we like do things. 
And it's just like the roster is ass too. It's like, yeah. If I'm a star player, why yeah, would I want to go? Why there? I want to come to play with RJ? Like, no, I want to play with like a legit superstar so I can win a championship. And yeah, no doubt. You had a chance to get a star, like you know, if you had at least had the first piece in the door, I can see a KD or another star being like, okay, I'll come to New York to play with Donovan Mitchell. But if you're asking them, like, oh, come to New York to play Mitch, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, and, you know, Brunson and Julius Randle, like, that's not enticing. It's not. It like, doesn't look good. Like, you think if something happened with Giannis wanting to leave the Bucks, he's going to want to come, oh, yeah, I'll play with R.J. Like, we can win a championship. Like, no, he doesn't want that. But he'd play with Donovan Mitchell, especially yeah. in New York. But, you know, they just completely dropped the ball on that. And, you know, they have no direction. They don't know if they want to build win right now or if they want to build for the future. Like, if you want to play like win now, you got to see what you have with these guys. So, you know, I'm not calling them kids anymore. They're not kids. Like, no, it's four years uh, yeah. now. Yeah. So, like, if you got to see what you what you have with these guys. So, you want to see what is RJ ceiling? You know, I want to see what can Obi do. What can Grimes and all these kids do? I mean, I don't have high expectations for them, but at least you got to at least see it. So. Therefore, you, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, like, all right, these guys are just role players or, oh, he might have a star. You know what I mean? Because they're starting to, like, RJ just got paid. He's the highest played, paid player on the team. And, you know, Mitch Robinson just got paid. So you're paying these guys and you're just hoping for the best crossing your fingers. Because I don't want a situation where we just got a, a roster just full of, of role players and we're paying all these dudes, like, yeah. high money. I don't know. I, the way I'm looking at things, I AFC that best. I don't even think they'll be eighth. I think they'll probably be like eleventh, twelfth. Like, I, I maybe not twelve, but ten. How, how be good 10th. is Jalen Brunson gonna be? I think he's a role. He's a third option. The thing is, we have three guys who probably at best would be a third best player on the championship team. Yeah, RJ Randall and Brunson. If they were like. If you're playing with like Luca, Giannis, and you got RJ as your third, or Brunson, or Julius Randall, perfect. But if you're saying these guys are one, two, and three, no, like these, you're not going anywhere with those guys. Like they're going to be by a tenth seed at best. It could be a playing team. Yeah. Um, but like when you look at the Eastern Conference, like the top six is going to be because now it's really top six to get in the playoffs. Everything else is a play in six, uh, seven through ten, right? So when you look at like the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are a lock to go to the playoffs. So they're going to be one of those those six seeds, right? Yeah. Then you got the the Sixers. Safe to say they're going to be in there, right? Then you got Brooklyn. I think with the updated roster, um, you know they got better, younger roster. They, yeah, they're definitely going to. KD is going to be there full year. Kyrie and possibly Ben. I uh, believe it when I see it. That's, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, they're a lock to be in there. They're six in the yeah. top six. Miami's going to be there. Um, Cleveland, I think, will be there. And then for that sixth spot, it could be either Chicago, uh, it could be Toronto. Uh, I think Chicago's going to take a step back. Chicago's going to take a step back. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, you never down. know. Oh yeah, Detroit is Wizards, there, bro. Knicks, they're, they're all fight. Uh, Atlanta, 
uh-huh. they're going to be a little better. So that sixth spot is going to be a lot of teams vying for that six through ten because at least the top five is set. Oh, I didn't even mention the Celtics. So they might not even pretty much that sixth part. Those first, yeah, Celtics, Miami, Brooklyn, Bucks, Sixers. Um, and Cavs, I think that's your top six. So seven through ten is like going to be tons of teams fighting for those slots. And oh yeah, you know maybe the Knicks can be a tenth seed, um, but they're not going to be top six. That's for sure. So I don't, I don't really, you know, we don't, I don't see what they, what they see, and there's, there's, they claim that they love the roster, but they had RJ and trade talks and all this fakeness about RJ is a cornerstone in our team. Like, no, he wasn't because you tried to trade him. So <laughs> clearly yeah, you don't you think say that he you, was. you don't think highly of him. So that's not true. Uh, I mean, they, they are more concerned about keeping Grimes than keeping RJ. So, and they even threw Mitchell Robinson in trades, which also makes it more confusing. So you threw RJ and Mitchell Robinson in trade talks and then took them away and paid them, which makes no sense. Like, Clearly, if you had him in trade talks, you didn't really want to bring him back. So, what was that the point? Would make me, that would make me think twice. Yeah. So, this all fakeness about, oh, we love our guys. Like, no, you don't. Like, you see what we see. They're not all that. <laughs> They're just role players. So, don't don't BS us at the end of the day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah and uh, the Pistons also got stronger. I forgot they just got... Bogdanovich yeah. in a trade. They could be in that A7 seed too. Yeah, I really like what the Pistons are doing right now. Um, you know, they got a nice young core, probably the best young core in the league outside of Cleveland. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're going to have another year of Cade, who I think is going to be like tremendous this year. Um, yeah, you know, I have high hopes for Cade. Yeah, and then Jaden Ivey is rookie year. We're going to see what we have in store for him. And then Sadiq Bay is going to be nice. Yeah. You know, they got some vets in there like Nerlens and, you know, uh, Alec Burke. <laughs> and then, you know, they also got Bogdanovich. So they got a nice little good shooter of, of yep. like vets and, you know, uh, young guys. But the difference between them and the Knicks is they're playing. Well, one, they actually have like. Um, talented direction. yeah they have direction <laughs> they have talented young players who like we know kate is generational talent yeah you know it's not like with rj where they're praying that he'll be something like kate we know already yeah and ivy we feel like we know he's gonna be a star like with our guys is like we don't it would be like a miracle if any of them turn to like a you know superstar but most likely like they're all gonna be role players or high level role players at best so there's a difference also like there, you know, the reason why they don't have to worry about some vet, the coach playing some vet over Kate is because like Kate is better than any like Alec Burke or any of these guys. There's no debate, you know what I'm saying? Whereas our team, it's not like, yeah, you want to see Grimes over Fournier, but is he actually really better? Like, is it definitive? Not really. Like, they could be the same. Dude, I don't want Fournier. <laughs> I don't I want we, Fournier. I think we should like, get rid of him. I trade deadline should. or something. Like, he's just annoying. We Even in that starting should. lineup, like, what? Yeah, no, we definitely should. He doesn't play any defense, but I'm just saying, like, it's not a slam dunk that he's better. Like, Grimes is better than him. Yeah. Because if that was the case, there wouldn't be no discussion about it. I don't see what everybody sees in Grimes. He's that kid, Deuce, too. Like, come on, guys. Come on. And Grimes is a 3 and D player, like, which he's, you know, like, I wouldn't be opposed to him starting because he's a better defender than Fournier, and he can shoot threes just like Fournier. But yeah. I'm just saying he's not, like, 
It's not like he's a miles ahead of Fournier where he's like a star player or something. I think like that. Grimes had a good game. Players. Grimes had a good game where he was, I guess he was guarding wings. And, yeah. you know, it's a wing league now, so that I guess that's valuable. But right off the bat, RJ has to just go. 20 a game right off the bat yeah yeah no none of this start none of this slow. 14 oh he got 14 he he just had a slow start nah i don't want to no, hear that i don't want to hear that you're getting paid now so that's out the door he's not a kid yeah anymore. the offense should be running through you yeah running through i mean brunson's probably gonna just because he's the point guard but at least he should be having the most points on the team like between 20 to 25 yeah he's really supposed to be this guy that is a stud you know and then randall gotta step it up like I don't know what was going on with him last year, but he got to step it up. And then this front office just needs to pick a direction. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not blaming Thibodeau because, you know, get rid of Fournier, get rid of Randall. If you're, if you're truly going to build with these young kids, um, let OB start, get rid of Randall, like get rid of uh, Fournier, let Grimes start. Um, even D, I love D Rose. But even get rid of D Rose because if you want to get more time for these young kids, you, you gotta do that. And if you're not trying to rebuild with these young kids and you want to win now, get rid of the kids and get some. Don't be hoarding picks and players when you have a chance to get a star. Exactly. You know, like like pick the direction and just go with it. Like just none of this like back and forth stuff. Especially when you have a year where like you know Victor's available and he's a generational talent. Mm-hmm. Why not just tank and go for it? Just get rid of all. Because I'm pretty sure if you play Brunson and like RJ, Grimes, Obi, and Mitch, you probably win like 15, 20 games. Like, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. By, no, I know they won't be a playoff team by any stretch. So you tank, you, you let them develop, which is good. You, you tank, and then you can get maybe a star player like Victor. And then you build around him. You see, all right, out of these guys, RJ, Obi, uh, who fits with Victor. If you don't fit, you got to go. Yeah. If you don't make that guy's guy job easier, you go. go. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. we're not Because he's generational talent already. Yeah. They're, they're saying that they've never seen anything like that since Braun. Who's the last generational yeah. guy? Yeah, Braun? like Braun, Zion. Zion all Zion's yeah. just been injured, prone, injury prone. But, yeah, it's like we're not trying to force, you know, a square peg into a circle you know like at the end of the day if you if you once you got that generational talent if you don't fit with them you gotta go they're saying Embiid numbers right off the bat i said what i don't know about that that's tough yeah Embiid's mvp caliber we haven't seen a player like like in the 90s because players would come into the league like later like you know at a a later age like they would come in and jordan average like 28 a game his rookie year shaq at 24 but you don't see that anymore because these nah. kids come in so young. So he's probably going to get like 13 a game or something like that. Really, you know, <laughs> they're going to say, oh, he's good. They're already they're, – I hope he is what they say, but they're gassing him up big time. Yeah, because when's the last time you've seen a rookie get like average even 20? I could see him do tw- – oh, LeBron did LeBron 20. LeBron and Melo. Melo That's the yeah. last time we really seen it. Like, I mean – no, I mean, you know, Tyreek Evans and guys did it after, but like yeah. it's very they didn't rare. stay good. Yeah, it's very rare. Like, usually they come in like – Anthony Davis is getting 13 a game. So it was um, yeah. the kid on the Cavs. Um, 
Mobley. Mobley, yeah. That's usually what they average because the league is different. Like the NBA, that's like the cream of the crop. And then that 13 is like, oh, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's pretty good for his rookie year. Yeah, because you can, even if he's only getting 13, if you see flashes, yeah, you know, you know, like you use right. your eye test, you know. Like I don't care if a guy's getting 20 a game. You could still be just like, you know, average. all right. Yeah, just a role player getting 20, like. Mm-hmm. I'm Jr. in his prime could average twenty. Doesn't mean he was ever a star like Julius Randle averaged exactly. twenty four two like what two years ago. Was exactly. He a star? No, like nobody ever thinks he's a star. You no, know, it's like you use the eye test also. And yeah. you know what also hurts the Knicks too is just too many homers like who just accept anything the Knicks do and talk themselves into it. That also is the reason why because like we've been watching that Lakers documentary, right? Yeah. And, you saw the years where they were struggling. Like Laker fans were not going to the games, like until they put a better product on the floor. But got these homer ass fans on Twitter and stuff like that who just like they go crazy, they just accept anything that they think everybody would draft is going to be a superstar just because. Like, I'd be learning about, and I'm a Knicks fan to the yeah. core, and I'd be learning about trash players from these homers. Yeah, it's, like, it's like what they don't even—they're not even on the roster. Cut it out! Like these guys, average <laughs> like Westchester Knicks. Right? Like this dude's like, oh, uh, Grimes is gonna be the next Allen Houston. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, like use your eyes. Do you see anything that he does that Allen Houston does? Just because they both are good shooters, that doesn't mean he's gonna be Allen Houston. Exactly. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with Allen Houston. Right? Just see, oh, he's gonna be. And people say he's gonna be the next Clay. He's gonna be like, no, like these guys are like. Gen- Grimes is a good shooter, but he's. he's a good shooter, but I'm not. I'm not impressed yet. Clay is like a top five shooter of all time. Like just because they shoot threes, that doesn't mean yeah. he's he's Clay. Like relax, like let it happen first at least. Like exactly. don't just like anything and any little thing these guys do is like oh he's gonna be a superstar. I was like no, like you guys are the reason why the team sucks because you guys are just such homers and. James Dolan has no real reason to make a the team good because you'll go to the games regardless. You'll support regardless. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah, we're New fans. York has always just been like that. Yeah, it's like, we're fans, but, like, you got to call a spade a spade. Like, the front <laughs> office is trash. <laughs> like, the front office is ass cheeks. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, yeah, if, you know, RJ just takes, he's going to take that next step. I just feel yeah. it. Like... And when it happens, if it happens, it happens. But like, if it happens, great, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'll be happy. But prove me wrong. Exactly. You guys are just homers and just. I'm at this phase where I'm just like, I want to be proved wrong because I don't see it. Yeah, just don't see it. Exactly. They don't pass the eye test for me, and you know, I'm not a casual fan. Like I watch every game, and I just don't see it. You know what I mean? So I guess we'll see what what goes on with them this coming season. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. exciting. Um, there's going to be plenty of news coming going forward, and yeah, it's exactly. never a dull moment in the NBA. True. We'll have a lot to talk about next week because training camp starts. and Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot see. of sound bites from players and mm-hmm. hear about the battles in training camp. Um, we get to see who's um, who looks different. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think is going to be like a surprise player this year? Um, Cade. Um, but we got to figure out is Kate a shooting guard or a point guard that's what i want to know because some people are saying he's not going to be the point guard he's they want him kind of in that wing role um because he's he does so well with the wings 
I honestly think he should be pointed and put Jaden Ivey as a two because I think I Ivey too. is more of a two than a point guard. Uh, I think, you know, he got a lot of compar- comparisons to John Morant, but I, I compare them in the sense of like the athleticism and That's dunking it. and stuff. Yeah, but not like facilitating. Facilitating. Nah, I think he's a two. And ja can facilitate and make the team better around her. Right, right. So that's why I got Ivy at the two, and I would put Cade at the wing. Because then you, you got Sadiq Bay. So at the you three, mean Cade at the one? Yeah, I mean yeah, Cade at the one, and then you play exactly. Sadiq, Sadiq Bay is your wing. So why you need to have Cade at the wing? You know, I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, I'll see. I, I could see Cade at the two. I could see Dwayne doing that and saying, "Hey, we need Ivy. you to score." Um, but, but then again, but Ivy's Ivy does the same thing too. Yeah, yeah. It's not, so you're gonna make Ivy just facilitate when he's his best strength is. I want to see what Dwayne, um, Dwayne Casey's gonna do, but um, I hear that I hear they like him, so we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see how these vets kind of blend in. Like the, I also like that kid Duran. I want to see what he does this year. Yeah, he looks um, good um, in summer league. Um, they brought in Nerlens to kind of back him up, so we'll see if Nerlens just takes that spot or if he's able to kind of handle it. Yeah. Because um, this five position, you're really like the quarterback on defense, so it, it's kind of hard. Uh, a lot of you know centers that come into the league, they they have foul trouble, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he plays his rookie year. Yeah. Um, and then now, who's there for? I'm trying to remember. Um, this dude, the one that tried to fight with LeBron. Oh, Marquis. Um, oh, is it? Uh, no, no. Oh, oh. Um, I forgot his name. I know who you're talking about Isaiah. Isaiah Stewart. Stewart, yeah, yeah. He was a five, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah when, when they didn't have a because they didn't have centers. They're gonna put play. him at the floor. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have a guy who can stretch the floor. Like, Maybe Durant could play four because he could shoot a little bit. You could shoot better than him at least. Five. Yeah, I don't know who they're gonna put at the four. Oh, they have Marvin Bagley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. I, he's, he's a bench guy, guy though. Yeah, they also got Nerlens at the bench too. He's yeah. probably gonna be third string. Yeah, yeah Marvin Bagley because Marvin, Marvin Bagley was starting for them, and he actually start, started looking good. He was happy to be out, out of the Kings. Yeah, the Kings. Yeah, yeah. for sure, because that's a dysfunctional organization. Yeah, uh, but I like Marvin Bagley too. I, hopefully, he can kind of turn things around. I think he was getting like thirteen again. Yeah, I, I like that he was able to kind of do that because we didn't know what he was doing on the Kings. Yeah, I thought he'd be out the league by yeah. like by this time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they where they go. But yeah, we'll definitely have a lot in store next week. Um, obviously, the preseason starts September thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have like a game at least to discuss, which you know love discussing the games. And I think the Warriors will be playing the, um, the Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so that'd be interesting to see. And um, yeah, you know, check us out on. Um, uh, social medias at Pick and Pop Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you want to donate to the show, dollar sign Pick and Pop Show on Cash App. And until next time, guys, peace. peace.